Hello, friends. Welcome to the Second Phase Podcast. I'm your host, Robin Graham, a brand marketing strategist, personal branding and business coach, and a branding photographer. I am so excited you are here with me today to chat all about personal branding, personal development, and life overall in the second phase. What is the second phase? The second phase for me was a change in careers and learning how to navigate a new world and build a business from the ground up when I was afraid to put myself out into the world as an entrepreneur. Was I really even an entrepreneur? Did I know enough? Was I enough? Have you asked yourself those questions too? For some, the second phase is a significant lifestyle change, a traumatic loss, a move, an illness. It could be any number of things. No matter the definition of your second phase, we are here together to learn about creating a personal brand that stands out and makes an impact and grow as our authentic selves and follow our callings, our passions, visions, and values. My goal is to help you build a strong foundation for a brand, business, and life success without the overwhelm and frustration of starting something new or changing directions. Through interviews with inspiring guests and solo episodes, I will help you navigate the world of entrepreneurship and all of the challenges that pop up along the journey. You'll find inspiration and guidance, be entertained and enlightened. So grab your cup of coffee or the dog's leash and let's dive in to a new episode. Hello everyone. Have you thought about starting a Facebook group? Maybe you engage in Facebook groups or have even found opportunities to attract clients through Facebook groups. They're pretty powerful and they're also really popular right now. But how do you create one that is effective? And are there reasons why you should have one? Because they are a lot of work. So these are just a couple of the questions that tend to arise when we start talking about creating a Facebook group or you know, taking that initiative to build our own community. And Brooke Jefferson is here today to answer all those questions and more. This episode is like fire. She tells us so many tips and details on not only how to build a Facebook group for success, but how to monetize it. And she even gives us really great tips on content. So At the end of the episode, she's even giving us a really cool free gift on how to create a Facebook group, but that the seven days of content to use in a Facebook group. So let me tell you, as a person who runs a Facebook group, that is a huge, huge offer and help. So I think you're really going to love this episode, especially if you are looking for creating a place to build your own community, to inspire and educate and also help your business become more profitable. It's a great tool. So enjoy the episode. Brooke Jefferson, welcome to the second phase podcast. Hey, Robin, thanks so much for having me. I'm really excited to be a part of your show. I'm excited to learn what you have to tell us today. (laughs) Yes, it's a a very popular topic. (laughs) Yes, very popular. So before we start and dive into Facebook groups and how to successfully create, build, have engagement in a Facebook group, tell the listeners a little bit about you and what your journey has been to get to where you are today. Okay, well, where to start? (laughs) I'm Brooke Jefferson. I'm a lifestyle family photographer and an organic marketing strategist for photographers. I am a wife. I'm a mom to two kids. 
I wear a lot of hats, which when people get to know me, they find that out pretty quickly. And I'm often asked how I do it all. I have help. That's my new answer. I have help. Um, I don't do all of this alone. I have a lot of different experiences under my belt. I've been a virtual assistant. I've been a public school teacher. I have been... I don't know, a lot of things, a lot of a lot of things that have helped me get to where I am today. But today that that looks like fully being a 100% educator podcast host for photographers and still serving my local families here where I live. Which is little teeny tiny town Hollis, Oklahoma. Is it near Oklahoma City or are you are you near a big city at all? Or are you in the middle of nowhere? I'm in the middle of nowhere. We are five miles from the Texas border and about three hours from the nearest city. Wow. <laughs> so I have to ask this question. Do you because Oklahoma has a lot of farms, right? Oil and farms. Yes. So are you are you near like a big farm? Are you on a farm? Or do you have are you near like the oil, whatever their oil fields or whatever they're called? Yeah, so I'm specifically in what's known as a, a cow town. So we have a lot of ranchers and farmers here. I mean, I'm literally looking at one out the window. So we don't live on a farm. We still live in a neighborhood, much like you would see anywhere else. But around where we live is nothing but farmland, which is what I photograph on a lot of the time. Yeah, well, your your work is beautiful. And I can tell, like, you're you definitely have that country feel, which of course, having grown up in farm country in Southern Illinois, that I love that. <laughs> I love that too. I, and I will take that as a compliment any day. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So Brooke, let's dive into this topic of Facebook groups. So, you know, I started one this year and it's growing slowly. <laughs> Listeners, I want it to grow faster. So please join the Female Entrepreneur Insider. But you know, in my group, we're doing so many amazing things. I've had all these speakers come in and we're doing all these live trainings and it's really giving people an opportunity to learn for free and, you know, promote themselves and all these great things. So there's so many opportunities with a Facebook group. And I love just building those additional connections and relationships with people that I wouldn't have otherwise connected with. So I'm really excited to hear your perspective on how you started your group, and why we should start a Facebook group. Why should we even consider a Facebook group? Because they are a lot of work. And then how you have built yours to not only having a ton of members, but monetizing it. Yeah. Okay. So let's go back to the beginning. And first, I want to preface this with this Facebook group that I have now has not been my first Facebook group. I have had other Facebook groups in the past where I felt a lot like you. Slow growth. This is so stagnant. This is a lot of work for absolutely nothing. And I have had several failed Facebook groups before. So one of the hats I used to wear was I used to be in network marketing. And I remember having, you know, a group for those customers. And in a sense, I've always been good at what I put in the Facebook group. It's just, I haven't always been strategic in how to grow and monetize one. And I finally figured it out. So rolling back to spring of 2020, when everybody was shut down, everybody was at home thinking, what do I do? Especially with photographers, we're like, wow, we just lost everything. Like we can't even work right now. So what are we going to do? And I'm someone that I can't sit around. Like that's just not even an option. And I knew that I could use this time wisely 
to invest in my own business, but also give back to other photographers' businesses. So I had the wise idea of partnering up with one of the workshop leaders. So I had been on a photography retreat literally four weeks before we got shut down. So I remember, so everybody remembers COVID very differently or how everything got started. But I remember coming home at the airport from Atlanta, Georgia, and literally the whole world had flipped upside down. Like that's what I, that's how I remember the pandemic happening for me. It literally was like a movie moment. So when I got home, things were slowly like going into chaos, everything was shutting down. And so I decided I wanted to reach out to one of the mentors that were at that workshop and ask her if she wanted to help me run um, an Instagram challenge, a five-day Instagram challenge for absolutely any photographer that was at home wanting to learn from us. So that's what I initially started my group as. It was a pop-up group to host everybody in there on Facebook so we could learn about Instagram. So it's kind of funny that we were on one platform, but talking about another, which is one of the things I love about Facebook communities is it doesn't have to be all about Facebook. So we did that. We got 150 people in there and I just completely went all out, all in, and just gave them my absolute best. I did nothing else that week but go all in and was fully dedicated to them. And because of that, we built relationships. I got to know their businesses. I got to help them grow as photographers and really share in my knowledge. And not only that, I monetized it right off the bat. So what I did was everybody loved it. Everybody was raving about it. So I decided, okay, if you guys loved the five days of free and you loved this virtual event, then let's kick it up a notch. Why don't you guys come join me in your PJs with a glass of wine or a whiskey and Coke if you're like me and let's chat Instagram. I'll walk you through an entire course, strategies, everything, and I'll give you a workbook to follow along. And that's the very first thing I monetized and I made two grand the very next week because we had a bunch of people sign up and it was fantastic. So with all that being said, I want you to hear two things. Number one, I was very intentional with what I wanted my group to be. And two, I monetized quickly. I didn't wait till I felt ready. I didn't wait till I had a thousand people in there. I monetized immediately because I saw a need. So really quickly, Robin, I want to explain, okay, great. But how did I take an event and turn it into a group? That part was actually by accident, we were just going to do away with the group and go our separate ways and move on. But all of the the women and all the photographers were like, I don't want this to end. Like, this is my safe place. We love it. We've built so many relationships. And so I was like, okay, let's stay. You know, I can do this again in, a, in another month if we're still where we're at and get new people to come learn with us. So I decided to then make it a place for photographers to learn. And I was just going to share what I knew about selling on social. And that's what became the social selling for photographers Facebook group. That's awesome. So it kind of happened by accident, but yet there was intention behind it. Yes. And I quickly paired the right timing, if you will, with a little bit of the magic. They say leave room for magic, but then I also backed it up with strategy like ASAP as soon as I possibly could. And I think that's what really made my group take off. And we can totally dive into some of those things that I did. But yes, I think it starts with having an intention for what you want, because I don't think that 
there's so many groups now that it's overwhelming. And even I'm overwhelmed with all of the groups I get invited to. I decline almost all of them just because I am very intentional with where I spend my time. So I think the more intentional you can be about what's the purpose of my Facebook group, it's going to help you in the long run. And I also, what I loved is I had you on my podcast and we talked about really niching and specializing And I really think the more niche, the more specialized your group is, the more you go all in on one specific topic, you're going to have group members that are invested for life. I mean, I agree with that 100%. I think if you are all over the board in the information you're putting out, it's overwhelming, it's confusing, your messaging isn't clear. I mean, you know, for me, I'm talking about brand strategy, and there are so many components to brand strategy. So you're going to hear about social media, you're going to hear about email marketing, you're going to hear about Pinterest marketing or podcasting or whatever, because there's so many, there's so many steps, so many action items that you can intentionally take when you're developing a brand marketing strategy. But you also have to decipher which one of those is going to be best for you. So when someone's deciding like where they want to intentionally spend their time to convert their audience to clients, like what would you suggest they really consider before they put all of their eggs in a Facebook group? Yeah. Okay. So first of all, one of the things that I, at the end of the day, if I stopped selling, if I stopped having a business, I would still be fully invested in that Facebook group because for me, I love the community aspect of it. So first, I think it's important to look at your brand, your brand pillars, your values. What do you stand for? If community is a huge component of that, you're probably the perfect candidate for a Facebook group. Not to mention one of the marketing trends that will only continue to rise because Facebook's trying their hardest to make their platform stand out from other ones. And that's by having that community portion. And so it's almost like you get rewarded for having your own Facebook group. And if you do it correctly and it starts growing steadily, they will actually push your group out for you. So that's a strategy thing we can talk about in a little bit. But first component, making sure is your brand all about community. And then two, I want you to look at your business as a whole Because I want you to look at how much time you have to spend. And because like you said, it's a lot of work and it is. And I want you to know, I do not manage 6,000 members by myself. Absolutely not. I have people now that help me. But in the beginning, it was just me. And I really had to figure out how can I manage this group? And so for me, the reason it works is because I know that in order to get into my offers, my paid offers, you're going to want to know more about me. You want to know my teaching style. And the majority of my members are also podcast listeners. And so I'm building community all together. And so they're able to hear me all the time, as well as see the things that I'm doing inside of the group. And so I think it you really just kind of have to look at the big picture. Where is your business going? If you're somebody that you really don't want a whole lot of one-on-one re, you know, interactions, you don't need a Facebook group. If you are someone that doesn't enjoy doing live video and you absolutely refuse to do it, I probably wouldn't have a Facebook group either because they're not going to grow as successfully. The whole thing is you want a Facebook group that eventually runs itself, but still remembers that you're in charge. And that's a huge, huge component of a successful Facebook group as well. 
Ooh, I love that. That runs by itself, but they know that you're still in charge. And it's funny because I've seen in your group that you've had to post certain things about, you know, people's behaviors or selling tactics or whatever. And I love that you, you do, you kind of let it go and people ask questions and answer questions and communicate. But then when you have to, you come in and you're the heavy. Yes, I get complimented on that more than anything. Typically, anytime that happens, one of the reasons I wanted to create a space for photographers, you know, you every question you ask me, is like bringing up more things of what my thought process was back then. And there were a lot of photographer groups I was in and it was nasty. It did not make me want to show up. It did not make me want to ask a question because of the way that they were just going to tear you apart. How dare you ask a question like that? And I did not want a group like that. So I left all the photography groups and created my own and stayed in my lane. There's a couple other photography groups that I'm associated with now. And as long as they stay like they do, I I will stay there. But I see a lot of nasty things happen. I also noticed in another group that the leaders called one of their members out in public in front of all of their 12,000 members. And they lost half that group that day because they said, if you're going to treat this person that way, you probably are going to treat me that way too. And they left the group and they lost a lot of their business. And you just have to, you have to be very careful with the way that you run your group. And that's why we do not let people post freely. You can, it goes through an approval process. I decline 50% of the posts each day because they just don't take the time to read. You know, we don't allow this. You can't ask questions like that, but I want my people to know at the end of the day, it's a safe place for them. And I get more compliments on that than anything. Yeah, you do a really nice job of it. So let's talk about how you grew it. And then I want to talk about content creation for it because it does take a lot of time. And if you're creating content all over the board for all these different platforms, you eventually run out of time or get frustrated and overwhelmed and burn out. So Let's talk first about how you grew it and how you were able to attract so many members to it. I mean, there are a ton of photographers out there. I say this all the time. There's a photographer on every corner, at least where I live. And I think that since the advent of digital photography, that's been a very common theme across the world. But how did you grow it despite the fact that there are a million photographers? Okay, so the first way that I grew it was by running the virtual event that I told you about. And I really recommend for people that either have an existing Facebook group that's kind of just sitting there, they'd love it to explode or to grow, um, or someone who's thinking about growing one, I really love the idea of using some type of virtual event. This could be a five-day challenge. This could be a workshop that you run inside of your Facebook group, something that is going to, number one, give so much value to the people that attend it. They won't want to leave your group. Number two, that help position you again as that leader of the group and really showcase your business. And three, you put an offer at the end of that virtual event, whatever it is, however big, however small, you want to have some type of a paid offer. And that's important for a lot of reasons, but one, because there is a statistic that shows that people are most likely to buy from you within the first five minutes of getting to know you before they start really sitting on, 
hmm, let me get to know this person. I think that that is both true and false because I'm one of those people where the majority of my purchase buys, I want to know who I'm buying it from. I want to know more about them. And I totally understand that. But also if you are pitching something and they're really excited and they've gained that trust through that virtual event, they're going to be ready to buy whatever it is you're, you're putting out there. So it's a great way to find your super fans. That's the first way. That's the first thing that I would highly recommend people do because it gives you a big boost into a lot of requests to join your group. Number two, I talk about it all the time. I talk about it in my Instagram stories. I talk about it at least once a week in a post or I used to when it was not growing as fast as I wanted to. And I would talk about it in other groups. So I didn't just go post in another group and say, hey, I have this awesome photographer group. You should join it. What happened was people that were already in my group, the I would say within the first 200, they would always tag my group. When people had questions in other groups, they would always say, oh my goodness, you've got to join Brooke's group. Here's the link. And that is one way I got a ton of referrals into the group and requests as people were just simply mentioning it. Cause when you put out great content, people will talk about you. They will, you know, run to somebody else and tell them that they need to be in here too. And then it's the whole fear of missing out ideal. And then you grow your group. Another thing is I was very strategic in what I called my group. I wanted my group to show up when people were searching. So when a brand new photographer was looking for a place to learn or looking for a group to join that had to do with photography, I made sure that I used keywords that they were searching for. So the reason I called my group social selling, those are very two popular words, but when you put them together, you know I'm talking about, I'm going to teach you how to sell yourself on social media. But then I also put the words for photographers. So anytime someone uses the word photo, photographer, photography, my group shows up every single time if they're looking under the groups tab. And then finally, this has nothing to do with me. This has to do with Facebook is when you start getting that steady growth into your group and there's engagement within your group and you're you're seeing it grow you're like it's finally clicking Facebook will start to organically push your group in the little places where you used to see side ads. You got, you know, every time you would scroll on the sidebar, it would say, you might also be interested in. Facebook will start putting your group there with similar groups. So that's why you want to be very strategic and choose something that's going to be way more niched and use certain keywords that talk about what you're looking for. So I hope those help. Yeah, they do. That's great. I know for me, I used to have my group, I called it the brand marketing insider. And even though I had like, you know, in the back end, those groups that were similar or, or whatever, I don't think people knew what it was like it, people weren't necessarily searching brand marketing. So I changed to female entrepreneur insider because people do search female entrepreneur. So that's why I switched mine. So there was that strategy behind you know, that the name of it, and it did start growing much more quickly once I did that. 
I think that's a huge component. Social media, um, both Facebook and Instagram are trying to get as much SEO searchability as they possibly can because they know people are constantly going into the search bar and typing in what they're looking for. And I think just being strategic on that, but also a lot of it has to do with your cover photo. So the visual that they're seeing and your description. So you want to make sure you're telling people exactly what it's about. That's where you get to elaborate. Why would someone join? Who is it for? What can they expect? And you're going to definitely get more people press that join group button than you would if there was no description and they had to basically guess what this group was about. I typically, um, if I don't see a description on a group I want to join, I I probably won't join it because I just want to make sure it's the place for me. So that's another way that you can help when people do come across your group to go ahead and be even more intrigued to want to join your group. Yeah, uh, I agree. Okay, so before we start talking about content, when you have a Facebook group, there are three questions that you can ask people to join. And I know the answer to this, and I do this, but I want you to just talk a little bit about the key questions to ask. Okay, first of all, questions in general are something that we need to be asking on a daily or weekly basis in our business. The reason my group is, again, so successful and we'll get into content is because I constantly ask them what they're looking for. I'm doing polls. I'm doing this or that. I'm asking them to drop struggles and all the things. And that helps me, again, create the content. So I love that Facebook encourages you to ask questions when you are trying to join a Facebook group. So the first question I ask how did you hear about this group? Because I want to know what is the number one people are finding my group. That's going to help me double up on that strategy. So if I'm noticing that nine out of 10 people keep saying Instagram, I'm going to keep talking about it on Instagram because I know it's working. If I see that a lot of people are saying like Facebook ads or Facebook suggested it, which I don't run ads to my group, by the way, people just think that because Facebook is pushing it in front of them, I've paid for that ad to show it to them. I haven't. It's completely free. Facebook will, it's like literally organically growing my group. So Thank you, Facebook, for that. But they then I know that whatever we're doing is working. So I don't change a thing. I just keep on keeping on. So you really want to pay attention in that first question. It's important to know where people are coming from. And that's why I asked that question. The second question, I've changed the second question a bunch of times. And to be honest, I think right now it says, what is your number one struggle as a photographer? This is asked because I want to know what content to create. So, or I want to know immediately, where can I lead you to? If I have a podcast episode on that and I see you come into the group, I'm going to tag their name under where they can find that resource because they said that was the number one thing they were looking for. So that is another great question to ask is get very specific. Make question number two super specific so that you can either build content or you know where to point your people to. And finally, uh, one of the monetizing secrets is to grow your email list. And so if you have a resource, a freebie, a lead magnet, or you send out a phenomenal weekly email, you want to ask people, it has to be optional, you can't require this, but I just say optional, if you are interested in getting your hands on this resource, please drop your email below. And I'm telling you 90 to 95% of people will drop their email. And I've grown my email list from like 300 to over 5,000 in six months. So it's crazy. (laughs) 
Yeah. Yeah. I haven't asked where they're coming from. I need to do that because I am curious. And now that the group is growing faster, I need to track that. The second thing is I asked that question. The first question I ask has been, you know, what is your number one challenge related to growing your brand and business? And it's amazing the answers that I get. And I just spoke to that a lot in the workshop that I did this past week because fear is one of the number one things that people answer or lack of ability to make a decision or not knowing how to niche down or not knowing how to find their ideal audience. So it is fascinating the answers that you get. And then the third question I ask is always that for the email address, like, do you want more information and to join my email list? And most people, most people do. Now I do have a question for you because some people don't answer the questions. Do you let them in if they don't answer the questions or do you decline their ask to join the group? Okay. So now that I have an amazing team that helps me do all of this, I, what the guidelines that they are given from me is if someone answers all three questions or at least two out of the three, you can tell that they're a photographer, go ahead and add them to our spreadsheet. We'll get them added to the email list. We'll let them in the group. If there is zero questions answered, we do some thorough research. The majority of them, we don't let join the group because I feel like if you can't take the time to answer the three simple questions and mine are not like other groups. I've seen groups where they try to ask you to write paragraphs about yourself and your business. And I don't have time for that. And so I typically don't join the group. But if you're saying like, I think it's one, one word, one sentence and an email address is what I'm requiring of people. Um, And if you don't have two minutes to do that, then it kind of makes me question your intentions. It kind of makes me question if you're here for the right reasons. And so I typically will just decline them to be safe if they really want in, they'll come back, they'll answer questions. But we also do some thorough research. And as long as I can tell that they are a legitimate photographer, they're not some, you know, social media marketer trying to get some clients out of my group, then I will let them in. It just, it's kind of on a case by case basis. And they typically, if they don't know what to do, They can't figure it out. They'll leave it for me at the end of the day. I'll go in and make my final judgment call. Okay. So I think you've answered most of my questions. Do you have any other advice that you would give to someone who is considering starting a Facebook group or has one and it's not growing at the, the rate that they want it to? Yeah. So there's just, there's so much. And and I'm asked this question all the time. I love this topic. It's a topic I can talk about for hours. And so I've just decided to throw together a course for it, but I do want to speak to the content portion for people because I know they're thinking I can do that. I've got all that, but then what, then what do I talk about? And so I'm going to supply your listeners with a free resource where it's going to walk them through seven days of what to do in their Facebook group. And the secret is rinse and repeat what worked, what didn't work. If you're noticing that you had amazing tips or you had like amazing engagement this week, why? Did you ask a question that hit nerves? Did you teach them something that they've really been wanting to know? And one of my biggest tips for content, and then I'll just kind of walk through some of the categories we pull from, is I 
always survey my people. I'm always asking questions. I'm always reading between the lines. What are they posting? How are they feeling? What are they talking about in other similar groups as well? I get a lot of market research from other groups because I will find a thread and I'm like, well, if these 77 comments and photographers are feeling this way, I know people in my community are feeling this way too. And so I create content based off of that. So I think we need to be more listeners, less talkers, less speakers, and really see what is the conversation. How can we serve? How can we go above and beyond for these people? So recycle different categories in my group. And some of those are, we ask a lot of engagement questions, something that we know people will freely comment on and they will have something to say. So again, this would be a, what is your biggest struggle with editing? We asked that actually this week and then people have all kinds of different answers. So I have an option. I can do one of two things with this information. One, create more content. So if I'm seeing different problems arise, I've got all these pieces of content that now I get to use in the future. Or two, if I see something over and over and over again, I either take it back to a podcast episode or I will create a monetized offer for them. And that, and I have a template shop. So that's where I get a lot of these ideas from is what are you struggling with? And then we take their answers and we monetize it. So that's one thing. Engagement questions. That's what the majority of your content needs to be, needs to have in your group because that's engagement is how you grow. Honestly. Can I ask you a question about those, the engagement questions? So do you do them specifically related to photography every single time? Or do you throw things in like, I don't know, what's your favorite healthy snack? Or is it always related to photography? It's always related to our businesses and photography. So let me let me reframe that though. I'm not always asking a direct photography question. Sometimes I know there's a lot of moms in that group that are struggling with time management. I will occasionally ask them questions related to running their business, but it is always related back to the reason they joined the group. I don't enjoy questions that are just like surface level first date type questions. And so we don't ask those in my group and they don't perform well. You'll notice that if it fits your audience, it might do well. But like my, I guarantee you if I went and I posted, would you rather have a Reese's or a bag of M&Ms? They would be so confused. They'd comment, but they would be so confused. Like, Why is Brooke asking me this question? So yes. So for engagement questions, I just keep it related to what your whole group is about or the lives of your people. And I think it just goes back to knowing your audience. Who are they? What do they consist of? What What do they struggle with? And what lights them up? So that's how I decide that. A couple other categories that we cycle through are, I do a little bit of educational content. I'm really going away from this because I want the teaching components to mainly be me and my paid offers. So I want to give my students my all. And I'm very careful to walk a fine line of teaching too much, saying too much, giving too much insight. Mm -hmm. It's not that I don't want to help people. I'm just at that point now in my business where the demand is up. Then the other thing that I do is inspirational content. And I actually, I have an acronym for this. I won't, I'll say it nicely so that we don't have to say a bad word, but we call these my KITA post, K-I-T-A, kick in the butt post. And this is the content that fires them up. This is when I take an opportunity to either work on their mindset, work on a belief, 
shake them out of their feels because a lot of them will get down on themselves and it like number one content right there. When you say something that shakes someone up or that someone has an opportunity to disagree with you, it's amazing. And at the end of the day, I'm not trying to be right. I'm trying to get engagement and conversation flowing in my group. And that's very important to remember. So those are a couple of the buckets that we like to cycle from and they do really, really well. Oh, I love that. I love how you said that too, the kick in the Yes. Pants, let's say. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so that's good. Because we all need that sometimes, right? Yes, for sure. And if anything that makes you think. And I think there's so much to be said about mindset. And I just, in the workshop I did this week, I talked about this too. Mindset is so key, but it doesn't matter. You can sit on your couch all day long and think positive thoughts. But if you're not getting off that couch to take action, you're not going anywhere. So yeah. that's good. Sometimes we just need that especially I think this time of year when for photographers, business is slow. It's, you know, there's not a lot going on. You really have to be creative with how you spend your time. So absolutely. Yeah. Well, this has been fabulous. <laughs> I loved this conversation. Good. I'm so glad I have, I have to, this, like I said, this is a topic I could talk about all the time. There's a lot of good to come out of Facebook groups and I don't think we're going to see them disappear anytime soon. So <laughs> No, there's some pretty good ones. And I've actually made some really great relationships in them, you know, where I've, people have, you know, come over to my group where we've just connected and then, you know, become friends. And I, it's really kind of cool. Yeah. Honestly, if it wasn't for Facebook groups, I would not have a single person working for me because I networked with them all in Facebook groups. And then they became a part of my team and helped me build my business. So Facebook groups for me, I've definitely been in them for as long as they've been around. I've seen good ones. I've seen bad ones. I've seen negative ones you never want to be a part of again. And then I've seen ones that are just super successful and you're able to monetize your business through them. And I do think that everyone's story is going to be different. Every group's different. I think it really depends on your business. And so I don't think there's necessarily a cookie cutter way to do a group, but there's definitely strategies that we can all take and kind of see what works for us. Maybe we need to shake it up a little bit, take pieces of what I've said, see what works for you. But yeah, I'm, I am a Facebook advocate, Facebook group advocate. I, I just, I love the platform. I think it's amazing. Great. It's good to hear too, because a lot of people, you know, we're hearing a lot of negative things about it, but I think if we can use it for our businesses to serve our audience and then also monetize, because the more successful we are, the more good we can put out into the world. So it's a great Absolutely. way to, to do that. So Brooke, where can the listeners find you? Where can they find this incredible content tip sheet that you're going to give us and connect okay. with you? Yeah. Okay. So first of all, you're a podcast listener if you're listening to this. So if you want another podcast to listen to, you can come check me out on the Book More Clients Photography Podcast. You are going to be able to find this helpful sheet at brookjefferson.com slash Facebook group. And that'll be the seven days of content for you to pull from and add into your own Facebook group. And then I am usually hanging out on Instagram at Photography. Thanks, Brooke, for being here. Thank you, Robin. And that's a wrap, friends. Thank you so much for listening today. I am so grateful to have you here with me. If you enjoyed the episode and found the information helpful, will you please take a moment to subscribe and leave a rating and review? It would mean the world to me. Ratings and reviews are what give life to podcasts and help others find us. 
and it truly warms my heart to read them. If you know someone who could use the information shared today, please share the episode with them too. Before you go, have we connected on Instagram yet? Find me at the Robin Graham. I'd love to connect with my listeners and learn more about you too. So take a screenshot of this episode and tag me in your stories so that I can find you and know that you've listened. You can also find me on Clubhouse, Facebook, and LinkedIn as The Robin Graham. Lastly, if you'd like more information on personal branding and brand marketing strategies and to be part of a community of like-minded people, join the Female Entrepreneur Insider Facebook group. We are live every week with incredible trainings to help you build a solid foundation for your brand and business. Until next time, remember to smile.